Coming up today on Abounding Grace. It's even hard to say it, but I must. When you're in sexual sin, you're bringing Jesus into it with you. Believer. That's heavy. And I believe as you sidestep and avoid and, and stay away from sexual sin, it makes you a stronger in your oneness with the Lord. And for some of you, because of the past, like Paul, you're, you're like this, such were some of you. Some of you, you just have to ask the Lord to continue to wash you and cleanse you because he can and he will deliver you from those thoughts. Even take memories away. God can do that. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Then you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. It's my body. I can do what I want with it. Or if it feels good, do it. If you've not said it yourself, no doubt you've heard something along those lines. That's the prevailing attitude in our day and age, and it's used to justify all sorts of behavior, from abortion to sex outside of marriage, or even harmful addictions. Today on Abounding Grace, we're given practical instruction on how to use our body in a God-glorifying way. In 1 Corinthians 6, here's Pastor Ed Taylor. You know, a lot of people will seek out, unfortunately, you know, the Bible warns in the last days that there's going to be a desire among uh, believers, among people in general, to raise up teachers that will just tickle their ears, you know, and raise up teachers for themselves. And for us here as a leadership, as many times as we confronted in love sexual sin, we've watched many people walk out the door to find a church that will agree with their skewed view of the Bible. And it's always a sad thing. It's not sad that... It's, it's not sad that someone leaves the church as much as it's sad as that they won't listen to the word of God. I don't know how much clearer it could be. If there wasn't another verse anywhere in the scriptures, just this one right here in verse 13, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. That's just, I couldn't be, it really couldn't be any clearer. And if it's not clear to you, then you're caught up in self-deception. You're, someone lied to you. And I see that, you know, being a pastor in California for many years of singles. I was the single adult pastor at that church, Calvary Chapel in Downey, for many years. There was a lot of lying going on among the men and the women for the sole purpose of taking advantage of each other sexually. A lot of lies. We had to really get involved and, and help the gals see it and help the guys see it. It was equal between the sexes. It didn't matter and, and it's unfortunate that people will come into the group of believers not to pray with one another, P-R-A-Y, but to pray upon one another, P-R-E-Y. And so you don't want you to be deceived. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help your singleness. It's certainly not going to help your marriage. It's not going to bring wholeness and purity into our church. It's not going to help our men's ministries, our women's ministries. It's not going to help our singles. 
It's not going to help our home Bible studies. It's not going to help our outreaches. It's not going to, you're, you're actually holding yourself back from God's best in your life. You're heaping upon yourself judgment after judgment after judgment, and you're gaining nothing in return. Temporary satisfaction at best. Great, heavy loads of condemnation and consequences every time. Loads and loads of difficulties. And so it's very clear. The body's not for sexual immorality. Verse 14. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies... Now he's going to begin to explain himself. He's going to begin to underlie, give us the foundation of this topic. He says, don't you know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Remember, we've got the temple of Aphrodite and women coming down in the name of their false god, little G-O-D. Harlots, prostitutes, that, that's the context. That's the direct context here. The application is anyone um, in sexual sin. But he says, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? What's his answer? Certainly not. And those of you that have seen this phrase before, you know that this is one of the strongest ways in the Greek to say, no way, Jose. That's what he means. No way. Uh-uh. Don't even think about it. Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So he says, you guys remember, here's, here's the reasoning. Here's the foundation. Here's help with understanding. You guys are members of Christ. You're one in him. So don't take the mem- your members and make them one with a harlot. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Why? Well, look at verse 20 real quick. It says, because you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God with your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We're members of Jesus because he bought us. And with that, Jesus owns us, so therefore we don't belong to ourselves. So then, therefore, we don't dictate what's good or bad for us. We answer to our owner, Jesus Christ. He paid for us. See, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you repent from your sin. Repentance means you forsake your sin. You turn from it. You don't live in it anymore. You receive the forgiveness of Jesus. You can't receive the forgiveness of Jesus and become a part of the body and then not live by the precepts of God. Now, of course, you can make that choice, but then I'd wonder, do you really, are you really connected to the Lord? I mean, do you, I mean, really, when you, can, you search your heart at night, do you, do you think your prayers are being heard by God? Just, oh, come to me, daughter. You've lived all day in sexual sin. Come to me. I'd love to have fellowship with you. And then you do that day after day, week after week. You're only pushing yourself farther away from the things of God. It's it's too easy to fall into this type of sin and then just sort of justify it like it's no big deal. Now, the difficulty here, and and it's going to get a little deeper as we talk about it. The difficulty here is that sexual sin can happen physically, but it can also happen mentally. Sexual sin can happen with another person, and it can also happen all by yourself in the darkness of your own room. And it's just a prevailing temptation. That's why you want to be very, very careful what you let in the eye gate. You want to be very, very careful what music you listen to. 
You want to be very, very careful what movies you choose to go to. Not because it's some legalistic trip and here's the list of approved movies from Calvary Chapel. No way. You ask me if it's approved. Oh, you know what, Ed, I can handle it. No big deal. I can see a few naked ladies. No big deal. Really? And then it's not just some appearance, it's, or some naked guys, or whatever. It's not just some appearance, but they're actually engaged in behavior that God disapproves. I mean, it's just, well, it's just a movie, Ed. It's just, it's just, oh, it's just attractive to you, isn't it? You just take it in. You just receive it in. You think that's not going to plant any kind of seeds in your mind and your heart that, you know, some of you guys, you, you, if you were given the opportunity, you could come up and share, some of you gals as well, the kind of internet pornography you've been involved in. Some of you are actively engaged in it, whether you're here now or you're listening in from afar, and you're like, is that really helping your walk with the Lord? What kind of life are you living? You come to church and kind of put your smile on, and then you've got your whole computer set up, and, and you know, you think you're cleaning it out, and you're cleaning this on your browser, and, and what you don't know is that Comcast keeps all that information, and it's all over your computer. It's not just there. It's also, it's, you know, just give, they have people they call forensic computer investigator people. Just give them your hard drive for five minutes, and they'll pull up your last thousand websites. And, and wouldn't it be sad, huh? Wouldn't it be sad? Calvary Chapel, Aurora, watching online, internet, internet pornography, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I went back to Calvary Chapel, and I went to Yahoo, and, and like, it's ruining you. You know, the church in Corinth didn't have to deal with that, but we do, because it's getting worse and worse. It's like my parents, you know, that they saw some things happening and when I was growing up, and and they're like, well, you know, we didn't have to deal with that when I was growing up. And, oh, mom, you're old-fashioned. You don't know. It's just come on. It's no big deal. And, and now here I am as a dad with kids that are growing up in this culture. And they're facing things that I, when I was growing up, I didn't have a cell phone. Not only couldn't, couldn't afford them, but I didn't have a backpack big enough to carry one, you know. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have the Internet. In my day, you had a little modem that you dialed up. You remember those days? Remember AOL? You remember those sounds? And you know, now the internet's on all the time. It's in your pocket. Sometimes you, now you can buy a car that is internet connected. It's all around you, all over you. There weren't firewalls or you know viruses. Viruses took you to the doctor, not to the store, not to Best Buy. And, and with all of the technology that can be used so greatly for the things of God, the enemy's right there using that same technology to destroy people's lives. And you just got to be careful. What you're clicking, what you're watching, you set your computer up in such a way where there are, there are protections in case some malicious little thing comes in your email and it looks like it's from someone because some virus ripped their address off and so it looks like it's for someone you know and it looks like it's kind of a click and you click it and before you know it, that's not, you didn't want to see that, but now that you've seen it, maybe you want to see it a little bit more. The enemy's just slick. And we want to be careful. This oneness when you commit sexual sin, you become one. When you join yourself to a harlot, you become one. Oneness. You might want to just jot that down is very key. Just that phrase, oneness, is key to the male-female relationship. 
Sex is not just a biological function. There's also a spiritual part. And that's why God reserves it for marriage. There's a spiritual part of oneness that you can never forget because sexual relations create oneness. And the, it's even hard to say it, but I must. When you're in sexual sin, you're bringing Jesus into it with you. Believer. That's heavy. And I believe as you sidestep and avoid and, and stay away from sexual sin, it makes you a stronger in your oneness with the Lord. It just builds you up. It builds me up. Every sexual temptation that you refuse, every sexual temptation that you shy away from, every sexual sin you run from, as we'll see in a moment, you flee from it, makes you stronger in your oneness in the Lord. And for some of you, because of the past, like Paul, you're, you're like this, such were some of you. Some of you, you just have to ask the Lord to continue to wash you and cleanse you because he can and he will deliver you from those thoughts. Even take memories away. God can do that. I, I wonder how many, have you asked for that? Say, so God, I'm just dealing with this. Just take it away from me. Deliver to him, hand it over to him, both in a, in a spiritual way and in a practical way. To, well, let me show you. Would you turn over to Philippians with me? You know, some of you may be saved later in life or dabbled in these types of things and you're suffering the consequences. It's not hopeless. Not hopeless at all. Here's a practical step that you can take as it relates to all the thoughts all the things that are flowing through your mind. Maybe you, you, know, the, the, you see something and it triggers a thought or you hear something and it triggers a thought or you just, the enemy just sneaks up and just shoots a boom right there, shoots a thought your way. Your mind just, your flesh, just kind of in a place where thoughts come up. It says in verse 6 of Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. You know, after a Bible study like this, a lot of times there'll be people that just make a crazy decision. You know, I, I don't want to watch TV anymore. And I'd say, hey, great decision. But let's say you don't come to that decision. Let's just say you say, no, Ed, there's a few shows I want to watch, and I still, you know, there are ways that you can set yourself up to keep your mind pure when you're watching things. For instance, when we were young, when, when Marie and I were younger, our kids were younger, we, we taught our kids to as they were watching a show, whether it's a cartoon or anything, to mute the commercials. That's how we started. Mute the commercials. That way they, they don't have to listen to the words that are saying. And, and then there's still some of the images up there. But we found a button on our remote that was like an input button. So if you hit video, it just turned your screen black. 
And you know, you can still do that. They still have those on the remotes. And then our kids kind of decide, you know, they got a rhythm where they could figure out that, you know, it was before the days, it was in the old days when the VCRs were like this big and you couldn't, you didn't know how to, you know, they weren't watching things on v VHS, they were watching television, um, not even cable, just regular TV. And, and they would just get a rhythm of when the commercials were over. Sometimes they missed a little bit of the show, but all those, I just think of how many commercials my kids haven't watched, they don't hear, but now, we happen to be in a phase right now where we're, we watch TV still. We have one of those cool things that's known as a DVR. Incredible, few extra bucks, but it has a button on the remote that skips the commercials. You just, boom, it goes right through them. And so you record something, you watch it after recording, you know, a show that's usually an hour, it's done in 22 minutes, you know? It's just like, whoa, there's a lot of commercials on that. You know, whether we're watching a sports event or we're watching a movie. And, and then I don't make too many recommendations, but I am going to ask um, Mike, who oversees our bookstore, to see if we can start carrying. Uh, there is a DVD player called ClearPlay. And ClearPlay is a DVD player that you can subscribe to their filter system. And you can download their filters and there's a little system to do it. You put their filter in, you put a regular DVD in, and you can eliminate all sorts of stuff from the movie. You can still watch the movie and eliminate all kinds of stuff from the movie. You, all the sexual scenes, different violent scenes. I mean, they're, they're, they'll even uh, eliminate references that are demeaning to God. And it won't take a, like a, 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 a radical R movie and, and clean it up for you, but those borderline movies, you ever watch a movie and somebody recommended it to you, so you go out to the movies, and, and as you're watching it, there's a couple scenes in it, you go, what did they do that for? There was absolutely no reason for them to put that scene in there, and now I watch, why did they recommend this to me? Why didn't they tell me this scene? And well, if you wait and you kind of adjust your movie-watching habits till they come out on DVD, you'll never see those. And so when Marie and I sometimes are talking about movies, and you might hear us drop a movie, you can just be assured we watched it on ClearPlay. So we didn't see all the other stuff. I mean, there were some things, even in one of the Shrek cartoons, I remember, there was some real sexual innuendo they're passing off to our kids in one of the Shrek cartoons. We didn't even know that because we were always watching on ClearPlay, and we happened to see it on an airline trip coming home. I think it was from Israel. And we saw it unedited, and we're like, what's that all about? <laughs> and I was fortunate enough that our kids didn't see that. It's ClearPlay.com, and a great little tool that you can use to be wise, like Jesus said, right? That you and I go into this world wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. And you can engage the culture. You aren't, don't have to run to the hills and you know, unplug from everything. Although if you're that caught up in sexual sin, you might need to unplug, right? Because the Bible says, Jesus says, if your right hand causes you to, to sin, cut it off. And, and maybe you're so far that the, the weaknesses of your flesh are so weak, you just need to cut off the internet for a while. Just tell us where you live, we'll come and cut it off for you, you know? Just... And, and I'll hear all sorts of excuses, because sometimes that's the counsel that's necessary. We just hear you in our office, we go, you know what, man, we just need to cut that off. You go, oh, no, no, Pastor, I'll break my contract, you know? So for a couple hundred bucks, the devil has bought your sexual impurity. A couple hundred bucks. Or, you know, I've got to do that. And there's, there's always reasons, just like in the church in Corinth. 
And so you want to set yourself up where you're not feeding all this junk. And then Paul says in Philippians, hey, focus on the things that are true. Focus on the things that are noble, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there's anything virtuous, anything praiseworthy, keep those in your mind. It's a good guard against sexual sin. And there's all sorts of ways and tools to walk wisely in this world where there are, there are still pockets of morality in our world, you know. And may those pockets be our homes and our lives. You know, I, I recognize that believers do stumble in this area. And, and some of you feel real bad because you've stumbled in this area. And my counsel to you from our time in the Word tonight is stop it if you're currently engaged in it. Turn from it and run to the Lord. You know, you don't stumble running to the Lord. Stumbling usually is backing up from the Lord. You know, you kind of, whoa, 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 what happened? Well, you know, drawing near to the Lord brings strength. Moving away from him brings weakness. And I recognize, even as I mentioned in the beginning of our time, it's not a popular message, but that's too bad. I wish it was. I wish it was more popular. I wish we would esteem sexual purity and value it. In our own lives, in our kids' lives, just valuing what God wants to do to bring strength and health and wholeness into his church. We're a part of his church. This isn't our church. I know we refer to that, and, and I understand what we mean, but this isn't our church. This is his church. We live by his precepts, his desires, his rules, his strength. You know, isn't that great? God says, this is how I want you to live, and I'm going to empower you to live that way. I'm going to give you not only the direction, but I'm also going to give you the depth of strength through my spirit to enable you to deliver what I require from you. I like that. Because in our own strength, we are done. Like, we can't decide on a Bible study like this and go, okay, Ed, I'm going to do it. We're going to go for it. I'm going to be the strong man, and I'm going to be the strong woman, and I'm going to do, kick this thing on my own. No, it's going to kick you. <laughs> you need the strength of the Spirit, man. You'd be filled afresh and anew, baptized with His Holy Spirit, that power source in your life. God has the strength and power we need to succeed in this area of sexual purity. So let's lean on Him rather than our own strength. Pastor Ed Taylor will be right back to show us the answer to sexual immorality here on Abounding Grace. Are you interested in hearing it again? Just go online to calvaryco.church. Another way to listen to Ed's teachings is through our apps. Search for Calvary Church Aurora, and you can download both our church app and the Grace FM Colorado app. Each month, Pastor Ed recommends a book that he believes will be of some help to your walk in Christ. And here in the month of May, he's picked out The Holy Land Key by Ray Bentley. The Holy Land Key is a real eye-opener to little-known aspects of prophecy. You'll learn how God's master plan is revealed in the seven feasts of the Lord and the significant prophetic patterns discovered in the lunar cycle, as well as receive glimpses of God's future kingdom as revealed in the stories of well-known figures in the Bible. We'll send this your way when you support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more. Give us a call at 877-30-GRACE or make a secure donation online at calvaryco.church. That's 877-30-GRACE. 
Those that prefer to write, here's our mailing address, Abounding Grace, Post Office Box 460598, Aurora, Colorado, 80046. Now with the rest of today's message, here again is Pastor Ed in 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 17, you're joined to the Lord, you're one spirit with Him, you're oneness with Him, you're abiding in Him, and here's the answer to sexual immorality. You ready? Flee, verse 18, sexual immorality. And isn't that the picture we get with Joseph in Genesis? Joseph is faced with great temptation. No one would even know. He's not even anywhere near his family or friends. He's all by himself and in the hands of Potiphar's wife. And what does he do? He bolts out in a very practical way. He just, boom, he's out. Some of you guys have to travel and you're alone and you've got to cultivate, hey, run away. Run away. You have jobs that put you in places of great temptation. Learn how to run away. I mean, even if you have to physically run away. Well, what will they think? No, no, what will the Lord think if you fall into sexual sin? What's going to happen to you? What's it going to do to you? Run away. Put your running shoes on. <laughs> we often think of running away as a sign of weakness, but in this case, it's the wisest move we can make to stay pure. Our series in 1 Corinthians will resume after the weekend here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. May God richly bless you as you glorify Him in your body and spirit. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. 